Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. And if you have a smart meter, check online to see if a daily usage analysis tool is available. Smart meters collect usage information by the hour, so checking spikes throughout the month, by the day, and even the hour can show what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Hey, it's Shane Ray. This is Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. This week, my guest, uh, well, we've got a huge show, actually. It's Alan Kiger talking about his new show. At least that's one of the guests. Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. And uh, I'm going to do an interview with him and talk about the new show here on WYRZ. We'll also be talking with Leanne Owens from CASA. What is CASA? Who is Leanne Owens? You probably need to know. We'll also be talking with the Avon Chamber Director, Tom Downard, to discuss Hendricks County Rib Fest coming up a little bit later this month. And we'll also be talking with uh, Mr. Ray Ferner of the Brownsburg Lions Club. He's going to be talking about the 4th of July extravaganza coming up, uh, well, of course, around the 4th of July. And things you need to know about the parade as well as fireworks and all of that stuff. So you have to stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Duke Energy presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. As promised, I have Mr. Tom Downard. He is Avon Chamber Director. And uh, he's a, did I say that right? It's Executive Director of the Avon Chamber of Commerce. How's that? That is perfect. Okay. He's making his annual visit here because we're going to be talking about RibFest again. And this is 2019. How many years has RibFest been going on, Tom? Hard to believe, but it's our 15th year. 15 years. Now, how long has, has the Chamber been involved since the beginning? Yes, from day one. It was our... Uh, newborn baby that we we started years back actually in Washington Township Park. Oh yeah, and uh, it's kind of evolved and exploded since then. And as you know, we now have it at Kingsway Christian Church there in the uh, the West Field, the fields that are just west of that. Yeah, and now of course you're coordinating more with the town of Avon, the Parks Department, right? Yeah, it's a collaborative effort. Not only those entities, but also many non for profit groups are, are certainly a part of our of our event. We couldn't do it without them. It's a huge event. It's a large undertaking and uh, we need all of those groups to help. Yeah. Now, one thing we probably ought to make sure everybody understands, this is this is a fundraiser for the chamber, right? As well as, is it also the Parks Department? No, it's it's an event that's, that was, like I said, started by the chamber. Okay. Um, they certainly help and assist and those, those types of things. Uh, we like to say it's a fundraiser. Some years it is, some years it's not. Um, but really, You're preaching to the choir, <laughs> right? You understand that well. But our original inception, it was it was merely to have a community event. The right. town of Avon does not have fireworks on the Fourth of July or anything leading to that, and uh, we felt that to be important. Um, so that was our inception. It's it's merely a community event. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, if there's an opportunity to 
to make a little money from that, then certainly we do. And the reason I say that is uh, because as we were talking off mic, I sometimes work with the Lions Club here in Brownsburg. They're the ones who uh, sponsor the fireworks here in town. Yet when people either want to compliment or complain, they always go to the town and say, why did you do this? Or this was great. You should do it more often. And the town tries their best to say, it's not us. You should be thanking the Lions Club. So in this case, all of that stuff that goes on, if people have complaints, preferably compliments. They would go directly to the chamber and say, thanks for putting these fireworks on. And it's a great fireworks display. Uh, and on top of um, all the food that's there and the balloons and then we're going to get into all of that in just a second so that's that for the folks at home listening this is for the chamber this is uh, the chamber's doing it's not your tax dollars going to these things right right no not not at all um we are very fortunate our our goal originally was to make it a county-wide event um and to be quite honest with you it is a county-wide event sure but it's grown far beyond that nowadays when we have 10 to twelve thousand people in a six-hour period of time on a june 29th on a saturday um it's it's overwhelming at times but certainly if anybody ever has any issues with regards to the event uh or as you said we'll take some praise every once in a while too uh it, it is the chamber it's not the town yeah and like you said there's so many different entities on top of the parks department police are there uh guiding traffic uh in and out and uh various other nonprofits. kingsway i'm sure has something to do with this as well so tremendous you know we can go up and down the list the Ro- yeah. rotary club avon rotary club is involved kiwanis uh and as you said so on and so forth it's yeah. a it's a huge collaborative a- uh, effort sean our police chief with the, the town of avon oh, yeah. has uh good friend of the just, station yeah just been phenomenal over the years with with help i you know i say this often that there aren't many events that you go to of that size that when they're over you're not waiting in line for quite some time i, I think all of us can relate to the indianapolis 500 as oh, an example yeah. of that um he he and his crew do a tremendous job of of dispersing the crowd and getting them out in a timely manner let's talk about uh what people can expect this year what's uh what do we got new what have we got old if i may use that term and uh what can we expect as far as food and entertainment sure it's it's um ever evolving every year we try to do something different we try to change it up a little bit um our day it starts early in the morning actually although the event itself doesn't start until four o'clock in the afternoon we start with a 5k rib run and that's sponsored by IU West Health Um, but that takes place in the morning first thing and then there's a a low and then uh, our entertainment balloon glow uh, ribs. The rest of the event starts at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we, we've always had games for the kids there that are free. This year we have some completely new inflatables that I think uh, kids of all ages are going to enjoy. Um, Cassie does a, a tremendous job with Premier Entertainment and uh, putting that together oh, for yeah. us. Um, rib vendors, we have new rib vendors, uh, some new rib vendors this year, four or five. Uh, Blow and Smoke Barbecue, uh, Wild Boar Barbecue. Bud's Barbecues from out of state that's coming in this year. So we've got mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different rib vendors that are new this year. Entertainment, we start um, off at 6 o'clock with Isaac Rudd, who's playing. And then we culminate the evening with uh, Levi Riggs. So yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a great night. We're going to have um, plenty of food, uh, plenty of uh, things for the family to do. That's what we look at this, a huge family event. Yeah, exactly. Levi's a great friend of the station, by the way, too. I know he's going to be great. Um, as And we want to remind everyone, don't come with uh, expecting to 
to go straight to a booth with your pocket full of cash. <laughs> how do they? How does that work? No, it's it is a little bit different. Um, maybe so than the state fair that you go to or the county fair that you go to. Um, when people come in, um, all the the kids rides and all of those things, entertainment and all of that is free, mm-hmm. and that's why it's we've always done it that way. We want to continue to do it that way as a family event. But if you do want to eat, uh, you do want to get a Kona ice, or you do want to get something to drink. Um, you buy tickets for that. And that way our vendors aren't dealing with cash throughout the night and those types of things. It just makes it clean and easy for us. So you'll go to a ticket tent, you'll buy tickets, and then you'll go to whatever vendor you choose and and purchase with your tickets. It's dollar for dollar. There's no discount. There's no upcharge or anything like that. Right. Um, Also, on the, the tethered balloon ride, Every year, as I, we were saying off mic, I'm right there beside, or in the past, I've been right there beside the tether balloons, and people come up to me and say, hey, I want a ticket for the tether balloon. And my answer is, probably if you didn't get a ticket in advance, you're not going to get one, right? That's exactly right. Um, the, the the good thing about that is um, it has filled up before the oh, event yeah. even starts. It is a little weather uh, uh, depending on the weather. Depending on the weather, for sure. But you can go to our, our website, henryscountyribfest.com or avonchamber.org, and you can order your tethered balloon rides ahead of time. I would certainly encourage you to do that. Uh, it's a great thing for the family to do, um, and they do a tremendous job with that. And uh, there's also an app, right? There is. There is. You can go... It's, Android or Apple device, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Henry's County Rib Fest. It's an it's an app you can da- you can download, and uh, it'll tell you everything from the time of the entertainment. It'll have a map to show you where everything is, where parking is, uh, rib vendors, ticket tents. It's just a tremendous app that we started last year for the first time. It's a free app. It's a download, uh, and I would cur- encourage everybody to do that. Yeah. The key to that. When you show up to park, there is a $5 parking fee. If you show your app, you get a $2 discount. So oh. that's, that's an added bonus to download it ahead of time. That's cool. And uh, fireworks at 10 o'clock approximately. So, uh, And then after that, everybody's... That's it for the night, right? That is it. That's what culminates the day is fireworks at the end of the night. And you're right. It's it's some somewhere five or ten minutes before or after 10 o'clock just based on Mother Nature. Um, but we'll fire those fireworks off. In the past, we've had just tremendous displays, um, and uh, we're looking for that again this year. Yeah. All right. Did we cover everything? I think we did. Once again, remind everyone where they can get that app, and if they want more information about the chamber, what can they do? Uh, go online, henryscountyribfest.com or avonchamber.org. That'll get you all the information you need uh, with regards to our event. And uh, we're looking forward to some sunshine and a good day. All right, Tom. Thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having me, Shane. Well, as promised, here he is, Mr. Ray Ferner. He is with the Brownsburg Lions Club. How is Ray today? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Good. Glad to hear it. How long have you been with the Lions? Just about 35 years. So you're just getting started. Yeah, just (laughs) getting started. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Lions Club and what they do. Well, the Lions Club was actually started in Chicago in 1917, came to Brownsburg in 1929. So we're just right at the 90-year mark Mm. of serving Brownsburg and the surrounding area. Uh, Brownsburg Lions have been involved in just about everything (laughs) during their history. 
We contributed to building the library. We instituted the extravaganza 1969. We have been offering scholarships to high school students, and we do vision screenings for all of the schools in uh, the Brownsburg area, Mm -hmm. and uh, statewide lines are involved in that and much more. Now, here specifically in Brownsburg, I always hear about the pancake breakfasts, uh, the scholarships, the things like that. What does Brownsburg, what are they most known for, for the Brownsburg Lions Club? Well, the the scholarships and uh, other public services are just, just a way of using the fundraising income that we generate. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school students get about $1,000 each, and we offer anywhere from two to three scholarships, depending upon how fundraising went for the year before. Sure. Pancake breakfasts have been somewhat irregular, but we've finally settled into a pattern where we have breakfast with Santa, and that is the primary pancake breakfast for the year. Hmm. Okay. Now, if uh, one of the big uh, things that the, the Lions Club is known for here in Brownsburg is the 4th of July parade and the fireworks and uh, the rides that come here. And that's not uh, going to be, let me rephrase that, that's uh, something that's going to happen once again this year. Yes, that is coming down the pike really quickly. Yeah. Uh, the carnival and food kitchens will be opening on july 2nd running through july 6th and uh like you said we're going to have the parade which will form up in williams park follow the same route as last year Mm -hmm. and uh last year we had about 130 different entries So there's been talk of limiting the parade. We tried not to do that. But when you get 130 units crossing a busy street, Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so we're we're going to get as many as we can in and then keep it moving right along. Yeah. Uh, In a parade like that, safety is a concern. Talk of, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do as far as safety. Yes, yeah, safety is a primary concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want want everyone to have a good time, <clears throat> and it's hard to keep keep children away from the wheels, especially yeah. when we have units that may distribute candy. Mm-hmm. We have uh, safety programs that are provided by the Brownsburg Police Department. These are going to be held on two separate evenings this year, June 25th, June 27th, at 6 p.m. at police headquarters. The objective of this is to coach the drivers, tell them what to look out for, and urge them to to be safe at all costs, Mm -hmm. that we, we want to move the parade along, but not at the cost of someone getting hurt or killed. Sure. Uh, and uh, we want to remind everyone that this is re- a required meeting, especially for the drivers, but you would also like to have the walkers out there, right? Yes, that is true. The drivers of the vehicles in the parade 
must attend. And uh, from what I understand, this year for the first time perhaps, the uh, registration papers are going to be checked. Mm. So the driver will sign up, test that he has or she has attended the safety meeting, and uh, then we'll have a registration form that will be checked at the, the uh, parade when it starts. Okay. Uh, what kind of vehicles do we see in a parade there? I mean, I've been in uh, a couple of them, actually about three of them over the years since the radio stars, uh, station started. And, of course, in my case, once we drove a convertible, once we drove a truck... And uh, a couple of years ago, I drove my 56 Chevy. But there are all kinds of floats. Oh, yeah. Organizations there, that come. There are uh, all kinds of vehicles from bicycles, mm-hmm. uh, scooters, and, of course, the police motorcycle uh, crew that leads off the parade and makes sure that we have a, a clear path to the end point. Mm-hmm. I might also be surprised to see a few army trucks mm-hmm. that uh, appear. We have uh, horses, another transportation means. Sure. And uh, also lots of trailers. Yeah. Antique tractors. I see a lot of antique, antique tractors <laughs> that, uh, if they're not out plowing the fields at that time, they're going to be in the parade. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the route now. Uh, what is the route this year? Well, the route this year is the same as last year. We are going to start at Williams Park. And one of the changes that is underway is that drop-off vehicles will no longer be allowed into Williams Park. That will be reserved for the queuing of the parade units. Okay. Now, that will cut down on congestion. It may cause just a minor bit of hardship for people getting dropped off. Mm -hmm. But anyone who's going to be in the parade will be able to walk a few hundred feet from Locust back into the park and find where their float is located. Okay. Uh, The float will leave Williams Park and go north on Locust, turn east on Tilden, and cross 267, proceed down to Odell, and thence to the high school where it will disband. Okay. Uh, and a lot of this information, along with information about the, uh, the Lions Club in general, you have a website. Uh, you, yes, we have uh, the Brownsburg Lions Club.org. When you open that up, there's a menu on the left hand side. And uh, if you look at extravaganza, that contains most of the information that you will need. Okay. Now, I understand uh, there are some people who've been having some problems with uh, the website, and you have a simple suggestion for that, right? Well, yes. So far as I've been able to tell, the difficulty is that the browser is not renewing to the most recent version of what is being posted. And so the simple fix for that is just simply to eliminate the browsing history. Okay. If you do that, and it may take a, a couple of different clicks, depending on the browser you have, yeah. just get rid of the history, and it should, should bring up uh, the proper information at that time. Okay. 
any problems with that, you can contact the webmaster, and uh, I assure you that he will give you a prompt response. Okay. Uh, also, what you don't want to forget, and I'm sure you'll find it in the website as well, uh, information about the rides this year. Yes, the carnival will be opening on the 2nd, and uh, we're going to have wristband nights again where you can ride all evening for one fixed price. Okay. Wristbands will be offered on every day except the 4th, and uh, they will cost $20. So for 20 bucks, you get a whole evening of entertainment. Sounds good. And then we'll see games We'll see rides, and don't forget food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the food is <laughs> going to be delicious again. Specifically, the Lions Club booth, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Carnival Midway has has a fair amount of food, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lions Kitchen will be open at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions Kitchen tends to serve a little, little less exotic fare. But if you want a decent e- evening meal, that's the place to get it. Right. We'll also have the corn tent, which will be open, where you can watch real ears of corn in the husk mm-hmm. being roasted and then served in butter if you so desire. Oh, yeah. Now, see, that's what I like, and that's what I was talking about. You go there, you watch them get uh, the corn. Uh, do they soak it in water and things like that beforehand, um, before they put it on the grill? Or do, um... Yeah, this is um, a fairly lengthy process. Yeah. And uh, basically what happens is we take a, a batch of corn, maybe 35 or 40 years, put it in a tub of water, mm-hmm. and let it stand for perhaps 45 minutes. The reason is that the water soaks into the shell of the corn, the husk, Mm -hmm. and when it's put on the grill, the water in the husk evaporates to steam and actually boils the corn in the husk. Yeah. So it's pretty hot. It's hot. It's good. Uh, I'm here to tell you, for the listeners, there is nothing like having that corn dunked in that butter or uh, you spread your butter on or however you want to do it. In my case, pour a little salt on there. It is excellent. I love uh, the Lions Club corn. So as long as... And how long have you guys been doing that at the the fair? Well, I sort of lost count after about (laughs) 20 years. Yeah. But... uh, It's a staple. Yeah, it's a... It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. The guys who were old enough to be my grandfather (laughs) were uh, running the corn tent. And uh, the event wasn't quite as big as what it is now. Sure. But you know what? You've got a radio station here to help you promote it. That's why it's so big, right? That's absolutely (laughs) correct. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's remind everyone uh, where do they need to go if they want information about uh, the extravaganza, the parade, all of that stuff, or even the Lions Club in general. Yes, uh, you can go to the website. Mm -hmm. That is brownsburglionsclub.org. And there is information there as current as it can be made for such a fluid event. Mm -hmm. You can find out about the parade route, registration for the parade. You can get a little bit of history from the Lions as to what we've been doing over the last several months. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, if you have questions that are not answered there, there are telephone numbers and email addresses that you can use to pose those questions. Sure. Now, if anyone uh, happened to miss uh, any of that information from Ray, then uh, or you're trying to figure out what was that website, what was that phone number, whatever, you can give us a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to get you in touch with Ray or someone from the Lions Club, and they're going to help you out as soon as possible, right? Right. All right, Ray. Thanks for being our guest today. Appreciate you having me. Hey, you're listening to Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org. In the studio with me, I have Miss Leanne Owens. She is with CASA. That's how I say it anyway. Some people would say CASA, but uh, not me. <laughs> Thank you for not saying Kesa. <laughs> Leanne, uh, she is, uh, like I said, with Casa, and uh, she's going to tell us a little bit more about what that is. But first, we're going to learn a little bit more about Leanne. How are you, Miss Leanne? I'm good. How are you, Shane? I am dandy. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Let's uh, talk a little bit about you. Where are you from? Actually, I grew up just outside Cincinnati, Ohio, and moved to Indiana, southern Indiana, in high school, about mm-hmm. high school time, and loved it and stayed. I've been in Indiana since, graduate from Ball State, and moved to Indianapolis for work right after I graduated. have been here since. Okay. Now, uh, now you live in Indianapolis, or? I live in Brownsburg, Indiana, okay. actually. Perfect. So you're a Hendricks County native. We love that on the station. I am a <laughs> Hendricks County native. We've been here 17 years. Wow. And uh, let's talk, uh, well, uh, what I was going to say was Cincinnati's really almost like a sister city to Indianapolis, wouldn't you say? It's very close, yes. Yeah. So not a big change for you? Not a big change, no. Um, Like I said, we love Hendricks County. We love Brownsburg. I have my third graduate from Brownsburg High School Hmm. this month, so. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about CASA now. Uh, Tell us exactly what that is. CASA is the acronym for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Court Appointed Special Advocates are appointed by the judge in cases involving the Department of Child Services. So when a child is deemed to be a child in need of services through with the department, then the court will appoint a CASA or sometimes what's called a guardian ad litem to that child. And our role is to let the court know what we believe is in that child's best interest and to be that child's voice in court to make sure that the child doesn't get lost in the system. Okay. Now let's uh, get uh, maybe a little uh, background on you and CASA together. What made you decide to start doing this? Um, I was an education advocate for years, and I found out about the CASA program and began as a volunteer in 2016. It spoke to me. These are our most vulnerable part of society, children, in the most vulnerable position they can be in, and that is being removed from their parents' care. They have been taken away from everything and everyone they know Mm -hmm. and placed many times in a home with people that they don't know, maybe attending a new school. They don't have their same friends. Their whole life is in upheaval, and the voice that without a CASA doesn't get heard in court is that child. Hmm. 
Now, do you you work with uh, local? Uh, well, first off, do you just work in Hendricks County or so, outside? Yes. So CASA is actually a nationwide organization. There's National CASA, and we have branching down from that the Indiana State Office of GAL CASA, and they are who monitors and certifies all local programs. Hmm. So we are a Hendricks County program. We serve children in Hendricks County. Um, We were brought into existence with help from the Hendricks County Courts. Marion County has a program. Putnam County has a program. But yes, we work with Hendricks County Courts exclusively. And more specifically, a lot of the judges in Hendricks County, right? We work out of Superior Court Number 3 in Hendricks County. So we work mainly, well, entirely with the Honorable Karen Love. Yeah. Good friend of the radio station, by the way. And uh, uh, you find yourself probably, maybe I should ask this a separate way, which is do you find yourself getting close to some of the kids that you have to work with? Absolutely, because the biggest part of our role is to form a trust-based relationship with that child. A lot of times children in foster care aren't just placed into one foster home and they stay there until their family can be reunified. Children are moved multiple, multiple times throughout the life of a case a lot of times. The CASA is the one person they can count on to be a familiar face no matter where they go. So when a CASA is assigned to a case and accepts their role in that case, they are with that child until the case concludes. And that can be a year, two years. We have cases that are approaching a three-year mark. Wow. Now, when it, when the, these kids are, you know, you're trying, they're getting in foster homes or whatever, do you always try to keep them close by or can they sometimes be outside the county? They can be placed outside the county. As a CASA, we can make recommendations about where a child would be placed, but CASAs do not have authority or power to actually place a child. That's the role of the Department of Child Services. Okay. And there are times because the need for foster homes is so great that there just are no foster homes available inside the Hendricks County lines. And so we do have children who are placed outside of Hendricks County, but the CASA goes. Um, we have a CASA who had children placed in Maryville, Indiana. Hmm. And that CASA once a month traveled to Maryville to spend time with the children, see how they're doing, play games, find out how their lives are going. Now, because of uh, the government connection, uh, would CASA be considered a nonprofit? We are not a nonprofit entity. So CASA programs can be under three different types. We, you can be a court program, you can be a not-for-profit program, or a CASA program could be under an umbrella organization. We are a court program in Hendricks County, so we don't accept monetary donations, we don't solicit monetary donations. We receive a we receive a matching grant from the state of Indiana, and as part of the matching grant authorization and our ability to accept that matching grant from the state, the county has to match the amount the state gives us or exceed that amount. 
Okay, so if I'm understanding correctly, this is not a fully funded, uh, let me rephrase that, it's not a fully taxpayer-funded program, correct? It's No, we, okay. we work off of grants through the state office for a large portion of our budget. Okay. We apply every year to the state office of GAL CASA for a grant, and then the county matches that amount. So the county does it. It's not a state match. It's a county match. No, so our, our grant comes from the county or our grant, I'm sorry, our grant comes from the state. And to be a county program, to be certified as a county program, the county then has to commit to matching the amount the state has given us. So in that, in in those cases, which I believe you and I have actually talked off mic before, when someone comes to you and says, this sounds like a great organization, how do I make my check out? You have to say, sorry, I can't do that, right? Absolutely. While we would love to be able to do that, we cannot do that yeah. based on the type of program that we are. So when I have people approach me and say, I think this is really worthwhile, I'd like to write you a check, Hendricks County Casa doesn't want your money. Yeah. We're one of the we're one of the few who are truly telling you we don't want your money, but mm-hmm. we would sure love your time. Yeah. So you can't accept volunteers. We absolutely we are actively recruiting volunteers year round. We have just recently gotten to a point where we do not have any children in Hendricks County through the department Hendricks County Court have no waiting for a CASA right now. So every Mm -hmm. child that has been assigned to our program now has a CASA assigned to them, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Sure. But as you know, every day that can change. Numbers change. And the last thing that we want is a child who is in foster care to not have that advocate voice. Now, of course, that's working with the kids directly, but uh, do you have volunteer positions available like in your office or uh, maybe at events or something like that? We could absolutely use extra hands. And when volunteers have to complete an application and when I meet with them after they complete that application, we talk about what they're willing to donate as much as time and their abilities. We would love to have volunteers who would come in and help with our office work or that would say, I can't commit to seeing a child and being an advocate for a child in the hours that that would entail, but I would love to come with you to events. Yeah. Or I would love to talk to my child's school's PTA about Mm -hmm. what CASA is and help you actively recruit new volunteers. Now, if folks want to know uh, how they can help or they want to know more about the uh, the organization itself, what is, where can they go to get that information? So the easiest way right now would be to call our office, Hendricks County Casa, and that is 317-718-8896. Hendricks County Casa has a Facebook page. And we're very responsive to any messages that are left on that page. We are in the process of having our website built and developed. Mm -hmm. So we will have a web address that we can share with you soon. But for right now, the easiest way to get a hold of us would be to call the office or to connect with us through social media. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Did we cover everything? I believe we did. All right. And then you and I are already uh, in the works sometime or another to be an event together. And we'll be sure and let everyone know about that when it's going to happen. And you can meet Leanne in person when that happens. And uh, also, you can hear about CASA every single 
single day because we talk about them uh, on the air at uh, WYRZ. And if you missed any information that we've been talking about, you know, you can give me a call at 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to get you in touch with Leanne and she's going to help you out ASAP, right? Absolutely. All right, Leanne, thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. This next interview that you are about to hear is my conversation with Alan Kiger. He's the host of a new show. And while this interview was actually recorded um, and played uh, during the Drive Home show with me, Shane Ray, uh, about a week ago, you can hear the show he's talking about with Levi Riggs on our archives. All you have to do is go there on our uh, website, and that will lead you to all of our podcasted shows. So even though he's talking about the show with Levi coming up, that's already aired. He does have some uh, more interesting legends in music coming up over the next several months that you'll want to be sure and tune in for. So here's our conversation with Alan Kiger. All right, here we are talking with Alan Kiger. Now, did I say that right? Yes. Okay, now, he is from Danville. He's starting a new show with WYRZ. And uh, it's a little bit different than anything we've done. Of course, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know I sometimes will interview some of the artists that we have on the show or on the station, and we'll put that on our Community Focus show. But uh, this guy is going to be doing it on a regular basis. So how is Alan today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am dandy. Thank you for uh, asking. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about you first. Now, did I say that right? You're from Danville, right? I'm from Danville, yes. All right. Now, tell us what you do there in Danville. Uh, in Danville, I've got a sign shop, uh, Kiger Signs. Mm-hmm. And if you go way back, my dad had a Sunoco station in Danville called Kiger Sunoco. Oh. So if you've been around the county for the last 50 years, you probably ran into me. Okay. <laughs> but you also do some writing as well, right? Yes. I started uh, writing a column in the Republican newspaper. Um, I went and asked Betty. I said, hey, I have this idea uh, about maybe trying to get a hold of some rock stars, some country singers, and writing, a, writing an article in your paper. What do you think about that? And she's, she was kind of, yeah, sure, you know, we'll see how it works kind of thing. She goes, she got anybody in mind? I said, well, not yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> now, who was the first uh, big one that you got? Uh, the very first one, and, and one of the biggest I got was uh, Eddie Money. Oh. So I got a hold of uh, his manager, which was Lee Beverly, who plays bass for him in the, in the band. And we set it up, and we got a nice interview. And, I mean, Eddie Money is – I don't know if anybody watches the Money Show on Access TV, but the, the Eddie Money you get on the phone – is the same Eddie Money you meet in person, which is the same one on stage, which is the same one, you know, on his TV show. It's that real New York, but a bing, but a boom. You know, a lot of corny jokes, but but a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I can't remember. I've probably interviewed twenty artists so far, and uh, not that any of them haven't been super great to me, but he was the first one, and he's the only one that's actually uh, acknowledged me during the concert and credits some of the people coming to the show. From the article. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that was pretty neat. So <laughs> that was he made it very easy. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad he was my first one. Now from there, and I'm just going to fill the public in, you called me and said, hey, I've got an idea for a show, and it's kind of what I'm already doing. And uh, I said basically the same thing that Betty said. was like, okay, what do you have in mind? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the the I didn't know. I had a really hard time, a real hard problem in school with English and writing. Um, my girlfriend goes through this with me, you know, over it. And 
she's really my personal editor and makes sure that all the periods are in the right spot and you know I don't have too many run-ons and prepositional phrases going together which I didn't even understand when I was in high school um, but yeah it, it I didn't know that actually people would want to read the stories right. and continue to read the stories and you know, you're at Walmart and somebody that's 85 years old comes up to you and says, hey, I just love your story. And you're thinking, well, you don't even know who the band is. Yeah. Or, and they're like, well, no, but I like learning about what the band's doing. Mm -hmm. So after talking with Peg Glover one day down at the Fidel, she was telling me she had a radio show. And I thought, well, huh, that, I could talk a lot better than I can write. So maybe <laughs> this would even, you know, be another venture. And you know, we'll just try to jump out there and see what we can do with it. Mm -hmm. Now what's going to happen is you're, now you've had people say, oh, I read your article. Now you're going to have some people saying, hey, I heard your show. And uh, maybe it's exposing you to a totally different audience. That's, that's what I want to do. Um, everybody that I've interviewed, whether they be a country singer uh, or a group or a, a rock singer, rock group, everybody's been nice. I mean, mm -hmm. and I, my, when I do this, I, I want the people to come across because a lot of these people that we're interviewing, um, these are some of the people's favorite artists. You know, mm -hmm. you've listened to you know, Eddie Money. You've listened to him since, you know, back in the mid seventies. And I think people are curious to want to know, wonder what that person's like when he's not on stage or, yeah. you know, is he a really nice guy? Or I mean, people ask me these questions. Are they really that nice to you? Yeah. It's, I, I want that to convey. And I don't, People have asked me to go write stories on other artists. If I've got a wide variety of music, you know, all the way from like Pavarotti to Ozzy Osbourne and, you know, Levi Rick, anybody in the middle there. <laughs> but it, if I'm not a fan of the music, it's really hard for me to stop because it's a passion driven thing that I do. Right. Um, I painted in high school. And I didn't like the paintings we had to paint that everybody else had to paint because mm -hmm. you didn't feel it. But when you when you got to pick out a piece of paper, you know, go through the magazines and pick one that that you liked and get to paint something like that, I think it has the same kind of feel to it. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same way whether it's with music or even cars. I'm a shade tree mechanic. And at one time, I thought I wanted to be a mechanic, but then I realized I only like working on old classic cars. I don't want you to bring your new Audi yeah. <laughs> or a Mercedes or something like that in for me to diagnose a problem plugged into a computer. Totally different. So uh, it does change your perspective. Yes, it does. You know, and uh, going back to uh, what we were talking about with uh, with Betty, same thing happens here for the listeners at home, uh, you know, to, to get a grasp on this here at the radio station. I get calls like that a lot, just like you did, call and say, hey, Shane, I got an idea for a show. Okay, great. Well, you know what? We've got to find a sponsor, and we also got to find a host. And you know what? It's going to take a commitment. And that usually makes them say, oh, I didn't realize you had to do all of that, and then I never hear from them again. So probably Betty had the same concept. But you're going to be doing this the first Saturday of every month, 4 o'clock, and uh, who knows where it's going to go from there. Well, I, I hopefully it just keeps going the same direction. Uh, you had mentioned when, when you said that, you know, do you want a monthly or a weekly show? And I thought, well, weekly would be great, but I don't know if I can count 52 artists a year. I've been at this a year and a half, and I have a little over 20, so I figured the once a month would be a, a good way to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I can go ahead and ask you this. You know, you get all these people asking you questions. What made you want to take a chance mm -hmm. on on an unknown on your show with a with a new harebrained idea? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, in your case, you had two great things. One, you said, I'm committed. You did have a little bit of a background because of uh, the Republican, uh, which is a plus. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't like someone totally green. And then uh, uh, also you, had, you found a sponsor, which is, in this case, Hawkeye Storage. Uh, they're going to be the sponsor of the show. And, of course, there's there's room for more sponsors should anyone listening say, hey, I want to be a part of Alan's show. So uh, those three big things helped a whole lot. And, you know, you were kind of a self-starter. You record your interviews, so I didn't have to worry about, oh, well, now Alan's going to have to be in the studio every time. So I think it's going to be a great match. Well, I hope so. I, I This is a new venture, and... Uh I hope the the main thing is I don't care whether people are, are really interested in me, mm-hmm. but the people that I'm interviewing, I hope they learn something, and I hope I pick artists that uh, your listeners have a liking to. Yeah, uh, we've got some coming down the pike. Some uh, the Kentucky Headhunters, Phil Vassar, Richard Sturban from the Oak Ridge Boys, and you know I've got other. I don't know who's going to wind up actually on radio shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to pick. If they're coming in the area, and I say in the area within two hours from here, sometimes they're right here in Indianapolis, but sometimes you've got to venture a little bit further. But if it's somebody's music that's uh, made a difference in my life, then it's obviously made a difference in other people's life, and we want to share that experience with them. We want you to get to know the artist instead of just the song. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if folks want to keep up with the people that you're interviewing or the stars that you're involved with, uh, talking with, planning on seeing, or even just some of the shows, is there a social media of way they could be following you? Yes. On uh, Facebook, you can find us at uh, On Stage and in the Fast Lane, uh, the Republican newspaper, which is it's under my name, Alan Kiger. We also have an uh, Instagram account. Sights and Sounds with an NPR, that's Instagram. And on uh, Twitter, it's Sights and Sounds Promotions. Um, one, one of the newest ones I had come up to me, I, I didn't know people were following me on this site, but Justin Biltone, who is the bass player for Three Doors Down, he, he came to me wanting an interview, and he's going to be at Anderson with at the horse track. Um, in July, and we're going to be interviewing him about Three Doors Down, and then he's got a new venture that he's uh, doing country music now, which is kind of a complete opposite spectrum. But, you know, those are ways you can go to my website, www.sites, S-I-G-H-T-S, with an N, soundspromotions.com. It's just up. It's not completely finished yet, but hopefully by you know, the end of the month, it'll be up and going. Uh, we've, we've started a little group. There's a, is it right if I tell the people sure. that are in it? Yeah. Uh, Don Steinmetz is in it, Larry Martin, uh, Tracy McGee, Steve Kistner, myself, and Levi Riggs. And everybody, everybody that's in it is a business person, whether it's farming, uh, creating websites, uh, owns his own real estate business, one person is a, a construction person, and everybody brings a different key to it. So they're always, you know, on the hunt, looking out for. It's nice to when I was just doing it by myself. You constantly have to to mm-hmm. read every paper and yeah. try to find every concert. Well, now they're finding concerts. They're sending them to me, and and they're really they were my they were my fans, and they were friends, and I went to high school with them, with the exception of Levi being, you know, he's a lot younger than us. Um, and it's just a venture we just kind of took on. They liked what I was doing, and they wanted to get behind it. And 
and all have a good time and maybe who knows what will happen with it. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Levi. He's the first guest on the first show, right? Yes. I wanted to make sure to bring in a somebody I knew that I was very comfortable with. You know, I've known him for years. And uh, the second, you know, he's local mm-hmm. and he's got a new song coming out. He's been doing a lot of promotion for that uh Kiss you in front of your friends, which just dropped uh, May 17th. So, you know, I wanted to make sure to get him in here. You know, and I, I don't know how many people have seen Levi around here, but he puts on a great show. Sure. And uh, one, of the, one of the smaller ventures, uh, venues he's going to do is there at the Ratskeller on June 12th. But, you know, it's it's nice that he gets to play in a place like that that doesn't typically have that kind of music there. Yeah. Exactly. Now, we want to remind everyone, these will air uh, Saturdays at 4 p.m. Also, forgot to mention that uh, these will also be podcasts. We'll have those through our website. We'll get you, uh, if you follow our social media and stuff like that, you can definitely find out. But uh, we'll be reminding you where you can hear the podcast. But they do air originally, uh, the first time rather, on the first Saturday, 4 p.m. on WYRZ. And what's the name of the show? Uh, Sights and Sounds. Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. There you go. And, uh, well, what else is there to say? I think sights and sounds covers what you can't see and what you can't hear. I mean, that pretty well covers everything. And it's Alan Kiger, and he's going to be talking with some of your favorite celebrities, mostly in the music field, but he might slip in somebody else every now and then from either the racing field or someone local. We'll we'll see how how it goes. But uh, as of right now, Alan, I can officially say welcome to the WYRZ family. I'm glad to be here. This is is a new venture and something I've always – I don't know if I've really always wanted to do it, but I remember being a little kid, you know, and I was always fascinated with the radio stations, and I would make my own dub tapes and pretend to be my own disc jockey, you know, mm-hmm. with my own radio name. And <laughs> so it's, it's a new adventure. I like it. All right. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. This program has been sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy says the best way to avoid billing surprises is to track your use. Duke Energy customers who have a smart meter can sign up for a usage alert. Similar to data alerts you get from your cell phone company, a budget can be set for the amount of your monthly energy bill and receive notices when you're approaching your limit. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.